Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review for Love and Monsters. My name is Shabazz and of course I'm joined by my two other love and monster. I've got who's love and who's monster. We'll find out. It's it's Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing well. Thank you, Shay. <laughs> and the monster, of course, is <laughs> Anthony. Anthony, how are you? I'm also doing well. <laughs> I love how you said you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find out, and then you immediately just called Anthony the monster. I knew <laughs> it was a monster. I knew it. <laughs> I looked at his face, and the first thing I saw was this monster grin. And that's right. how I knew. I knew that he would be the monster, of course. It's a good monster. It's all in the eyes. It's all in the it's eyes. It's all in the eyes. And the, and the blood that he's dripping from his mouth right now. Don't pay attention okay. to that. <laughs> Guys, of course, we just watched Love and Monsters, and we want to give a shout out to Netflix for sending this movie to us. This movie is going to be available today on Netflix, and it's available international, oh, sorry, in the U.S. through PVOD. So, guys... Let's get into what is Love and Monsters all about. Daniel, give us the synopsis for this movie. Seven years after the monster apocalypse, all of humanity has been forced to live underground in underground colonies. When Joel Dawson, played by Dylan O'Brien, reconnects over the radio with the love of his life from high school, Amy, uh, who has been living on the coast 85 miles away, he begins to fall for her all over again. Joel realizes that there's nothing left for him underground, and despite all the danger that stands in his way, he decides he must venture out to find his true love. Also, there's really big monsters in this movie. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's, it's missing a little bit about the monsters. There's um, a lot of monsters in this movie. So we get some backstory, of course, that uh, there's a big asteroid coming towards Earth. Uh, all the countries in the world's came together, shot rockets at it, and I guess the radiation turned all the insects in the world into these giant monsters mm -hmm. forcing humanity underground. Mm -hmm. This is directed mm -hmm. by Michael Matthews and it's starring Dylan O'Brien, Jessica Henwick, and Michael Rooker. Anthony, give us your first reactions to Love and Monsters. Yeah, so um, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of expectations going into this film. I actually really didn't know much about this film until it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Visuals. And that's kind of like where my my interest kind of sparked. I'm like, what the hell? What movie is this that is getting um, nominated for Best Visuals? So when we got the screener for it and I put it on, um, I, was, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the film. I thought it was endearing and I thought it, made, it was one of those uh, feel-good movies. Um, I love the characters and the adventure it told, and it was it was short and sweet, and it was fun to watch. And that's kind of like my take on this movie. It was it was actually a really well done movie, and I enjoyed Joel and Amy and Clyde and and um, uh, Minnow. I love Minnow, and I wish I saw more yeah. Minnow and Clyde and in the movie. And I just really really liked it. I thought it was a great action adventure comedy. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Daniel, what about yourself? You know, you know, I'm right there with Anthony. Uh, this is a film that was supposed to come out last February, I believe. Um, but obviously with the pandemic, things have been shifted around. And um, this movie has been out for a while in the States, uh, but you haven't really heard too much about it. So I'm glad that it's finally getting a Netflix release here in Canada and, and worldwide. Uh, you know, I had a great time with this movie. I think um, uh, there's some really high caliber apocalypse comedies out there. You know, I'm thinking of like Shaun of the Dead. 
Zombieland, um, at World's End. You know, there's there's a lot of, of great ones out there. Um, and I think this is going to, you know, this can stand the ranks with them. I had a great time with this. I think Dylan O'Brien, um, who I haven't seen a lot of films of, obviously, I know he's a known um, star. He's in the, the Maze Runner films, correct? He is, yes. He, yeah. He was injured you know, on the I set, seen too, a, I remember, for a while. And he kind right, of, I remember that. He was kind of out of the limelight for a bit. Right. And, you know, like, he, he kind of, like, he kind of fits in that, um, in that kind of caliber of like, you know, Logan Lerman, uh, Dylan O'Brien, like people who were like, Oh yeah, these guys can play Spider-Man. Like yeah. he kind of has a vibe to him that, that, that mm. funniness to him. And I think what this movie does so well is doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, it gets right into the action, but it has a lot of fun with the way it tells its story um, with kind of going back and forth and, you know, using voiceover and the voiceover is really funny. And that's why I kept thinking of Zombieland throughout this because his, this whole movie um, he is writing a guide to help people. And it reminded me a lot of how Zombieland, you know, um, he's writing a guide in that as well, too, and kind of writing the rules of the movie. And I, and I, and I, I like that parallel. They make a great double header if you're ever looking for two apocalyptic comedies to watch. But um, I really enjoyed it. You know, I think um, the length that it comes in. Yeah, I, I think there are some parts where it felt a little longer than it needed to be, um, but it had such fun characters in it. There wasn't any characters that I didn't enjoy. Michael Rooker obviously is a blast and um, uh, Minnow is so, so fun to watch. Uh, the actress, uh, let me give me a second here. The actress, Ariana, Ariana Greenblatt. Greenblatt um, she's so funny uh, in her scenes. And, I, and I'm really hoping, you know, from where this movie leaves off that we're going to see these characters again. Cause I, I had a great time with this movie and it just, it really surprised me of how just fun it was and just how, it, it knew it exactly what it wanted to be and it just did it. And I'm like, man, this, I love when movies just kind of come in, do their thing, have a good time and they're out. It's mm-hmm. funny. Cause she, she plays, um, young Gamora and Michael Rooker obviously is young. That's her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, it's, it's yes. kind of a cool, you know, connection right there. That six degrees that we see, uh, for myself personally, uh, I also enjoyed it. I, I had a, I had a good time with it, but I don't think maybe I enjoyed it as much as you guys. Um, there were a lot of moments I felt like it, the pace really just kind of went a bit slow for me. And I, I immediately drew the parallels to, uh, Zombieland with the, when Michael Rooker is creating all these rules and I'm, all I thought of was all the different rules that they have. Michael Rooker is pretty much like, um, why am I forgetting his name from Zombieland Woody Harrelson. now? Woody Harrelson, his character, you know, they're very, very similar characters. Uh, so I, I think for me, because of that reason, I kept just wanting to watch Zombieland instead of, of watching this because I I personally had more fun with Zombieland. But what I did really like about this film was the world building and the monsters. I, I totally get why this film was nominated for the visual effects because these monsters look great. At some points, I thought they were practical. And you know what? They might yes. be. They might I be. think there's a lot of practical effects in this film. That might make, that um, make sense then, because they look really good. And Dylan O'Brien, yeah, he's very charming. Um, but I really liked his dog, too. I think the character of Boy yes. yeah. wasn't annoying. Sometimes when you put pets into a film, they either just really they really drive this focus that, oh, my God, it's a pet. But no, like this dog would, you know, warn him when uh, food was not safe or you shouldn't touch that or I shouldn't go here. And I thought it was a great little compass that they kind of integrated into this movie. You know what's funny? I I really I thought this movie was a Netflix movie. Just like watching it, it felt like a Netflix produced movie. Mm-hmm. It it just doesn't doesn't seem like a movie that you would have seen in the theaters. Uh, this 
this was Paramount's, I believe that was it was a Paramount yes, release. It was a Paramount right. film, but it just felt like this is a movie that would be uh, on a streaming service and get that viewership and create that cult. Um, I just yeah. wouldn't see this making a lot of money in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 funny you say that because you know I'm right there with you, and especially um, right now, you kind of wonder. I'm like, is there a place as much right now for these kind of world-ending apocalyptic, you know, films? And are people still going to enjoy them the way we would before? And you know, I think um, I think I don't know what it's it's so hard to predict how this movie would have done at the box office, but uh, I, I'm so glad that it's getting a worldwide release on Netflix because this is. Um, this is, I, I think, a top quality film that people could watch and enjoy and just have fun with. Um, you know, it kind of gave me also vibes of uh, Warm Bodies, uh, which is another, uh, uh, I guess, yes. a zombie apocalyptic comedy film. Like, there's there's a lot in this genre, uh, and luckily, there's a lot of great ones to pull from because it's 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 this really interesting drama where you're kind of balancing the world ending but also being funny. Um, and I think this film did a really great job of that. But yeah, those yeah. character designs were awesome. Yeah, yeah, I really liked uh, the sorry, the one part that I that I didn't like was towards the end. the The villains that are kind of introduced, um, they didn't do much for me. I mean, they kind of came and went, and they mm-hmm. were there for such a short period of time that when the final struggle of the movie is happening, I was like, okay, sure, yeah, for me, like this, th- it wasn't hitting that mark, but. Sure. Uh, I can totally see Netflix making a, you know, a sequel on this, depending on, again, how it does. Netflix is kind of weird with their, uh, oh, this movie did really well. And I'm also curious as to how much this movie costs to make, because those creatures look really good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Jay. I think there's, there's a lot of sequel potential here with, all, of course, all the different, you know, bases. And I think they said there was like 3,000 different, you know, underground bunkers where they were broadcasting to because... You know, that's what Dylan O'Brien's character kind of has been doing. He's been broadcasting and telling his story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could easily tie in like another group of survivors into this and then they they meet up somehow. Yeah. Um, but I think I think very fair criticism there with uh, the villains of this film. Uh, very. Um, not not very developed. They're just kind of there to serve their purpose. And uh, you can kind of see it coming from a mile away as yeah. well, too. Not that that does. Not that that's bad, but uh, it, it was almost like a plot point that you didn't really necessarily need. Uh, but, I, but I also like that this film didn't go down conventional paths where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he's, he's going to find his girl that he, he, he fell in love with in high school mm-hmm. seven years ago. And they've continued talking, but obviously you change and right. time changes you, let alone an apocalypse. So I like that their relationship when they do or don't see each other. Um, it's evolved and it's different and it's not how you would uh, predictably have it play, played out. Right. It also There's sends another... a message of like not holding things from yeah. the past, you know? Yeah. Right. I, I like that too. And you know, there's a lot of moments um, with Dylan O'Brien's character where they really show his past. And again, they don't dive too deep into the world before the monsters, but when they do, I, I thought it was really sweet. Um Another movie this reminded me of as well was Men in Black. I don't know why, but some of the creature mm-hmm. sure. designs, I, I got that that old school first Men in Black vibe. Right. Yeah. Really uh, the, funny. Again, they looked phenomenal. They, mm-hmm. The creatures looked so great throughout all of this. Yeah. And you can tell which ones were practical. I, I believe like in the beginning sequences, you, you would see like the more practical ones. And then, you know, anything that was huge, it became 
um, more CG affected. But you, the budget for this movie was thirty million. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. So That's not too bad at really all. Good budget. Wow. But the box office when it did come out was one point one million. Right. Yeah. Right. So curious to see how Paramount reacts to this, and if this is is this based on a book or anything like that. Can you say, say that, that one more time, Shay? Yeah, can you say like, that is one it more based time? on a book? I don't think so. I think uh, it's just an I, I don't think so, script. no. Yeah, it doesn't mm, say anything okay. about book. Okay, cool. And That's you know, and the director of this as well, too. Like, I haven't really seen anything else that he's done. No. Um, so so it was uh it was interesting. I'm like, oh, like I I don't think he's a first time director, but it was a a director that we haven't really heard too much about. It's it was nice to have like a solid film out the gate. I think this right. is his first like major studio film because before awesome. that was a movie called Five Fingers for Marseille, which I've never heard of. I have not heard of that either. And I don't know who it even stars, to be honest with you. I think it's a it's, South African film. It's produced okay. by Sean Levy, who produces a lot right. of this type of like this type of movie, like Night of Night at the Museum, uh Real Estate Liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Levy's big yeah, definitely. on that one. Real Steel, yeah, I think, t- as well, right? Yes. And he's also Canadian, so shout out to Sean Levy. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. So guys, of course, here at the Movie Podcast, we like to give our recommendation out to people about how they should watch this movie and when they should watch it. Let's start off with Daniel. Daniel, what do you want to tell our audience about Love and Monsters? Honestly, this movie surprised me. I think it's super fun and super worth your time. Uh, it's going to be on Netflix. As Anthony always says, you've already paid for it. Definitely watch it. Of course. Thank you. And uh, Anthony? The same. You pay for it. <laughs> you watch it. Uh, no, you, really. You're the producer you know on this movie. You want a, a great movie to watch on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday night. This is it. Um, feel good movie. Endearing moments. Of, of funny comedy. Um, you'll love the characters. You'll love the monsters. You'll love boy. It, it's a great movie to watch so definitely watch it awesome and to round it out for me i'm gonna give it actually a add to the queue um awesome yeah i think it's it's still a great film to watch right now but uh, maybe you don't have to put it at the top of your list right away but just right after that of course we are still on a hunt right now for five star reviews on the movie podcast on apple Podcasts as well we're looking for 200 we're almost there we're almost there, guys. So, of course, if you can get us there, that'd be really helpful. We'd love to read out your reviews on our shows and, of course, in some videos as well. The Oscars are coming up, and so is our 100th episode. Woo! It's all in the eyes, guys. It's all in the eyes. It's all in the eyes. I can't wait for that one. I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Of course, that was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.